welcome to Let's Talk Real Estate. I'm your host, Anna Olsisi, serial entrepreneur, passionate marketer, and owner at Segway Group. On the podcast, you will find valuable information about all things real estate, plus some fun stories told by a variety of guests. So if you like what you hear, then subscribe and invite any friends who you think may get some value from listening. Welcome everybody to this week's episode. Today we are headed back overseas. We're going international and we have a wonderful guest from the UK. His name is Jamie Gould and I hope I said that correctly and if not he will definitely correct me. Jamie is someone that helps us control our costs and that probably or I'm sure is as big an issue in construction and building management in the UK as it is in the United States. And so we're about to find out whether it's a bigger issue or a smaller issue, or if he's made it a non-issue. So with that, Jamie, thank you for joining us today. Hello, how are you? And yes, you did get my last name right. So thank you very much. You were one of the very few people that get it right, actually, on the first time. So thanks. <laughs> really? Okay. All right. Well, I'm honored then. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> I think it's because my last name is so difficult to, to pronounce that I, I always feel bad if I don't pronounce someone's last name correctly. <laughs> so anyhow, so excellent, excellent. So Jamie, I did obviously a very brief introduction. So can you give us a little bit more uh, background as to who you are and yes. what you do? Yeah. So um, so I'm a quantity surveyor, um, and yet that is, um, that's all things um, cost related to the construction industry. So I go from right back to the basics of, of doing the estimate for a project through to doing the contract for it as well and then also the valuations so that's um that's signing off the amount of money every month that a contractor does making sure that they don't um sort of it's called front loading um so it's making sure that they don't overvalue so just in case that if they did go bust the the client wouldn't be left with with an empty house so to speak oh i like that that's a very good thing because that does happen more often than not it does it does particularly nowadays so yeah. um so yeah, yeah yeah so how how did you get started in this i mean what what is your background to make you qualified to do this oh, so well i've been all over the place really so um i started off um i started off working in my um my family company um which was um a concrete a concrete frame contractor um and they've built the likes of the shard loads of other skyscrapers all around London, uh, which was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but there's only so much fun that can be had with sort of doing the costings for concrete. So <laughs> I decided to, uh, so, yeah, so I decided to branch <laughs> out a sense. little bit. Yeah, I know, it's not that, it's not that fun. Um, um, it's, yeah, it's concrete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So branched out and decided to get into doing um, sort of hospitality, retail, that sort of stuff didn't really like that either and then thankfully I found a boutique sort of cost consultancy called Bond Davidson at the time and they were doing high-end residential in and around London Surrey that sort of area Um, and then found my niche and I really enjoyed it and so from since then I've just been getting involved with housing projects 
um, all shapes and sizes, which has been huge amounts of fun. That's wonderful. Has business increased in the past year or, I mean, or has it been affected at all? Yes. Um, well, I would say just from from COVID, everything has um, that dreaded word. It's uh, it's actually got really really good for me. It's been a real a real benefit to me, um, just That's because wonderful. everyone has decided to improve their houses. So yep. um, everyone everyone's working from home now, and they want to they want to make their their home space uh, like a, a nice working space as well. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's changed everything really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's why I asked that, because it's been like that around here where people are just um, either upgrading to larger homes or renovating their existing ones. Yeah. Uh, but in in our case, and I don't know if it's the same over in um, in Europe in particular, but uh, have you seen major delays in all of this because of the volume or is it the volume not quite high enough to really impact all of that? So right at the start, there was um, there was delay, um, <clears throat> mainly on the plastering front, weirdly enough. Couldn't get plaster for love nor money. And so all the projects were halted because they you couldn't get plaster, you couldn't get plaster materials at all. So everything just ground to a halt. And so I think I think to be honest, I think that was a little bit to do with COVID, but also a little bit to do with Brexit as well. The dreaded B right. word. Um, That's right. <laughs> But, the B word uh, and the C word. We can't talk know, about either of those things. I know you just don't want to mention it at all, do you anymore? I know. Um, so, um, so yeah, those two factors caused everything to grind to a halt. But thankfully, things were put in place. The government started opening things up again, and we had an influx of plaster again, and that made everything get going again. Um, so yeah, it was it was hit and miss. It stopped for a while, but then. It got going. But recently as well, we started having material shortages again. And we're just we're just seeing everything increase dramatically. I've seen um, sort of, uh, how can I say it, mechanical, mechanical and electrical. It's, it's doubled in price over wow. over about four weeks. It's, it's, it's nuts at the moment. Oh my! I didn't. Yeah. That's a, I don't know if that in particular has hit us as mm. as hard, and and maybe it has. And but it's just that what we're hearing about is really the lumber, and yeah. Then the steel. So those prices have just shot, yeah. incredibly by like thirty percent is what a oh, house. Wow. Right, right. Compared to last year, this time last yeah. year, it's about thirty percent more for new construction. So yeah. and that affects remodeling as well. Yeah. And that's why I asked about the delays, because I didn't know yeah. if it was just if, you know, people, well, some people, of course, are just postponing the whole thing. But the people mm. who had started projects are yeah. now seeing like if you're going to do um, new construction, uh, they're saying 16 months to a to two years out from the time you start wow. uh, the plans and everything. Yep. 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 Look, for my my own personal thing, I started the concepts for a remodel for my personal home, tiny little itty bitty project. I wish I had you here. And <laughs> and it was last September and it will be completed this September. Oh, wow. So, uh-huh, that's, uh, uh-huh. That's quite long, isn't it? It's quite long. So that's, you know, <laughs> that was my, that that's why I thought maybe it was the same over there. So, so Tommy, if, if, 
so I had this project. If I had contracted you, how would that have worked? What would have been the process? So the first thing that, see, it's a little bit difficult. So I'm trying, I'm trying a new avenue over here. Okay. So I have to take you back a little bit and I have to explain it a little bit. Okay. Is that okay? Please do. Yes, yes. So what we found over here is that the QS is coming in at the wrong end of the, uh, the, at the, wrong end of the project. And that's mainly due to the client not understanding when I need to be involved. Um, so what I would say is that I would need to be involved right at the beginning, along with the architect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just allows the architect, one, to know what, what they're designing. Um, because if they're designing something that the client can't afford, we're going through all of this wasted time. And then we get to somewhere where the contractor says, oh, it's going to cost this amount. The client says, well, I can't afford that. So going back to stage one again, and you're redesigning everything. But by that time, you spent a huge amount of your budget with the architect already. Exactly. And so, and, and then all of a sudden, your, your, your budget for the whole job has now decreased again. Um, yeah. So what I would say, and what's been working well, is that I come in at the front end with the architect. We put some pricing together to make sure the client knows, you can, that knows that they can afford it. And then we start the process of going out to contractors. We, we do detailed design. And lo and behold, it's working. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. That, I mean, that's so helpful because that's where everything falls apart is in that initial stage where, it is. you know, it is. then the budget comes back. and Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect that. <laughs> so, oh my. So you get it started, you know, you're at the beginning when the architect comes in or perhaps before the architect comes in, do you do yeah. some sort of interview process with, with your client to get a feel for what it is that they're looking to do? I do. So I've, I've got a bit of a, I've put a PDF together really. Oh. And that breaks down everything, everything that the client could possibly need, but it puts it in layman's terms as well, because what I found with QS is, especially in the UK, it's quite old fashioned and they're using jargon that that people don't understand. So sure. I put it in layman's terms for them. Just say, you either need this, this or this. And this is this is the explanation. Excellent. So they go through that and then they click a little a little link to um, to a website and that just puts in a consultation time for them. And then they can have a discussion with me about what they need, what they think they might need, and then I'll start steering them in the right direction. And then once we've done that, I've put a little quotation together for them. And then they can just say, yes, no, yes, no. It's to a sort of like a shopping list, really, about what they might want. And that's been working out really well. That's excellent. Well, it's simplifying a project or a yeah. process that is so complicated and foreign yeah. to so many people. I appreciate your the translation of the jargon because, mm. yes, I mean, that's sometimes the, the most difficult part for the general population to yeah. understand things and that is where people get in trouble probably because the the contractors just spit out all these terms and you yeah. can't go with it you're like i don't know what that is we don't want to say ignorant <laughs> either and so but i'll just say yes <laughs> yes right right and then that's very bad because you've just I said know. yes to something that you either don't need or is going to cost you a lot of money so exactly. yes exactly and wonderful and so how do you handle things like uh 
change orders and all that do you do you kind of make sure that you won't have any sort of I don't know if you you have change orders I mean I don't know yeah so so. yeah so there's always there's always going to be change throughout the project but what we try and do is or what I try and do is that before the contract's done we put in every level of detail that we can possible and if Mm -hmm. there's if there's a specification that the client might not know right at that time Mm -hmm we can put it as just to be confirmed further down the line. But once the client starts to realize that I actually want, I actually want this tile or I want, um, I want this specific flooring, we just put a change order into the architect and say, look, we're, look, we're kind of looking at this. Can we get some advice? That will be confirmed. And then that will get sent off to the contractor um, for them to price up. But with my skills as well, I'm able to price that element so that I can have that discussion with the contractor to say hang on a moment this is how much I think it is why is it either lower or why is it really high Um, and then we come to an agreement as to as to that price and hopefully come out in the middle somewhere that's excellent that sounds to me it's almost like you're a broker for you know working for this client the way Mm. a real estate agent does it where we represent a client and we communicate with buyer or seller on the other yeah. end or whatever, just to make sure that the pricing's correct, the process has been moving along yeah. as it should. And so, I mean, that's a terrific service you know, to, to provide. And, and really you become their confidant during the whole process. And they, they really, you establish that relationship of trust, which yeah. is key in a process that's often filled with untrustworthy people. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yes, yes. Do you typically work residential? This this isn't a commercial thing, is it? Or do you do both? No, I'm mainly sticking to residential just because I really enjoy yes. it. I enjoy working with people that own a home um, as opposed to retail and hospitality because I've found sure. that you work with big corporations and lots of red tape and lots of meetings that don't really need meetings and I left that um, to work with just people um, just to be human as well because there's nothing worse than just sitting in front of a board and then and them saying can't quite afford that what else can we do but then it taking months and months and months to to do I just Mm -hmm. I'd rather sit with someone face to face and say how can I help do you want this? Do you want that? And we make a decision straight away. Love it. Yes. I, I do too. I love working with people. <laughs> so I get it. So what is your typical, if there is one, a typical client of yours? Um, do you have a certain group, age group that tends to work with you a little bit more? First timers? No, I'm working. I'm working with everyone really. Um, in my previous company, I was working for big high-end residentials that ranged between one and 30 million pounds since moving into my own business though i'm i'm sort of helping i'm helping those people that can't quite afford my services um but need them so i'm i've sort of reduced i've reduced my my fee um to help them but I'm working. I'm literally working with everyone of a, any age group. I wouldn't like to say what the oldest person is because I might, they might get offended. Um, <laughs> but, but let's just say I'm working with all age groups. Yeah. 
That's great. Well, you're never too young and never too old to work with you and and start one of these projects. How about that? So I, um, you know, we've been in the industry for a while and I don't know of anyone who does this in the U.S., Mm. It's it, maybe it's because it's just not something that's feasible. I mean, the closest thing I see are like general contractors who oversee the project, but they don't necessarily do everything that you've just described. Mm. I mean, when we spoke with Tarek Merlin, who is an architect, he was on one of our other episodes, and that's how you and I connected. Um, he spoke about possibly expanding or wanting to expand the U.S. and uh, do some work here. So do you have those aspirations to come over here and do any of that? Well, I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I've actually, um, what I've decided to do is I've sold up everything in London um, and I am making my business um, remote. So I'm actually moving to Costa Rica in December. Um, And yeah, I started, I started talking with a few architects that have built some properties in Costa Rica that are based in America. So yeah, that's my plan is to, is to make it global. Probably not in a big way, but just to be able to work with different architects around the world to to start researching all the different construction techniques. Um, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just London clay, London clay in 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 and around the UK. So it and and basically just sand. So it would be nice to it'd be nice to understand the different um, techniques that are around the the rest of the world. That's so wonderful. yes yes to your answer. Congrats. <laughs> Congratulations. That's that's Thank excellent. You. Well, yes, because I would think that it would be I mean, I I know it's a completely different in Costa Rica than it would be in New York or something yeah. like that or, you know, yeah. it would probably be very similar to Florida because we've got that similar climate and ocean and this and that, but uh but definitely, you know, not um not something like the Midwest of the United yeah. States or something like that. So, so it's, you know, it's very interesting. You have a lot of learning to do, I would think, just because there's so many nuances <laughs> uh, just between countries and states and, and everything. So, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, that's really interesting. And so do you have contacts in various places that, that are going to guide you through all of this? I don't at the moment. I say the couple of con- the architects that I've been in contact with, it has just been... Um, a few chats on Instagram, um, which is really good. It's a great platform for meeting new people like that. Um, but I've had a few, co- a few chats, but I always find that the, the best way um, to, to get contacts and to be in touch with those people is just to immerse yourself in, in it. And um, that's what I plan doing. So as soon as I get there, start talking with, um, start talking with contractors that are in and around the, around the area and see see which architects are involved so that I can I can start chatting with them as well. I love that. That's mm. very bold of you to do that. <laughs> why why did you choose Costa Rica? Um so my other half um has always wanted to um explore the world and Costa Rica was first on his list. Um, just because of it being the sort of like the eco hub of the world of 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 new um, of new technologies and, and new ways of living, um, so that's first on our list. Um, so we're going to give that a go first, and and if it works out, then we'll stay for a bit longer. But if not, we'll uh, we'll go to the next country and see what and see what that brings us. 
That's so cool. So, t- well, I didn't know this. So I didn't know this about there being the eco capital of the world and all of that. So tell me more about that. Oh, so they're just, they've got lots of, uh, they've got lots of eco farms. They're sort of like bringing the way forward for just new technologies. It's something that I haven't, haven't read up on completely. But again, I find that the best way to, to find out is just to immerse yourself in the whole, the whole surrounding. So that's, that's one of the reasons that I'm going over there as well. Yeah. That's so exciting. Did, did the, did everything that happened, you know, during the last year really serve as a catalyst for, for this decision and just. It certainly did. Um, so I was, I was actually on furlough for a little while. Um, Mm -hmm. thankfully, um, every, everyone was kind of looking after us and, um, I just thought this isn't, this isn't what I want to do anymore. I think it's, it's actually a year this month that I started, uh, Contrafaber. Yeah, it just, it's all worked out. Um, I just didn't really want to work in the big commercial world anymore. Uh, I didn't want to have a boss and I didn't want to have to ask for time off and I didn't want to have to ask if I could come in from working from home or, or stuff like that. So I just thought, do you know what, what's the, what's the worst that could happen? Um, Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love adventures like that. I think it's so exciting to, you know, especially if you're in a situation, time of your life, whatever, when, when you're able to do something like that, of course, you know, once you're in a different stage sometimes you just need to put a pause on everything and and not do that but but when you're I don't know I think that it's fantastic so I I applaud you you for your decision and yeah you're welcome of course and so and you briefly touched on Instagram and social media and everything you said you've made a lot of connections are you seeing some of your business coming from that yeah so the first way that I kind of like well, I've started, I was started following just lots of architects on, on Instagram. But then I actually found that the I, I was sending messages, but they weren't really making a difference. Um, mm-hmm. So I do a bit of due diligence and I just find out who the directors were, who, who the associates were. And I just got in touch with them. I just cold called them. Um, and you wouldn't think that cold calling these days would be effective, but it's actually brought in every client that I've got now um and it's yeah and it's it's just it's I've found that the more human the human way of just talking to people it just Mm -hmm. it helps and trying to stay off of email and off of instant messaging is better and I know that's bad I know that's bad to say because we're in like 2021 but actually picking up the phone and talking to someone has made the world a difference well I think because we are in such a digital world, mm. doing the opposite is what makes it, you know, a little bit, uh, it, it, it makes you unique amongst everyone who's yeah. reaching out digitally. And so <laughs> uh, that's, that is why you've gotten through these folks and, and been able to, to actually speak to them and make that connection and get business, which is, you know, bravo. Yeah. Uh, most people are deathly afraid of cold calling. Um, I know... <laughs> Real estate agents are incredibly afraid of cold calling, and so um, so to to be able to be successful there is you know is the testament to I guess your personality and also your skills. So yeah, that's fantastic. So these people, I well, I suppose most of them then have been in the UK that you mm-hmm. connected with, or are they 
also everywhere? No, they're in they're in the UK. There was some there was a few people that I've spoken to in France just for um, sort of uh, materials and things like that. Um, just because their their level of their level of expertise on um, on um, sort of like joinery and things like that is 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 a bit more well, it's 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 more detailed than the UK. I'd like to say. Mm. I know that's it's not great to say that, but it's true. Um, so I've been yeah. trying to just put my fingers in lots of pies and talk to lots of different suppliers around around Europe just to get an idea of of pricings and things like that, and um, mainly due to Brexit as well. Um, just because I need to understand what 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 the increase in price is, so it's been really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. Yes, yeah. social media is is a great way to open the door, but but having that connection then and being able to speak to to people and you know whether they're where you are or in another country or, or everything yeah. is. Uh, is very very important. I'm sure that's what's going to help you when you yeah. move, you know, overseas. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, yeah. So you are expanding everywhere. You are going to be doing that. Are you going to expand your business in terms of employees? Do you intend to have people throughout the countries? Countries. Uh, I, I, the thing is, is I think I need to, um, but I don't think I want to. Um, gotcha. I don't. I don't want to make it a huge business. Does that make sense? I just want to. Be, yeah. I just. I just want to do it for fun, and I don't want to have to have employees, and I don't want to have to make sure that. I know it sounds awful, but I don't want to have to look no. after people. I want to. I just want to. If especially if I'm traveling around the world as well, I don't want to have to like keep check and make sure everyone's doing okay. Um, I know that's that that's for some people, but it's not really for me. I just want to I just want to do it by myself. I want to bring enough enough um, money in for beer and skittles, and um, and have a lot of fun. <laughs> I love that. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, you, there's no need to to think that that's bad or to apologize for it because I think that we all have different goals and that sounds like an absolutely wonderful way of living life and you know living life what is it they say uh you work to live but you don't live to work exactly and of course if you're living in paradise why on earth would you want to spend the entire time working and and being inside or you know you may want to spend a lot of time traveling but then that's the beauty of being the a one man show, as they say, you can. Yeah, yeah. You're the one. It's a marvelous excuse to go all around the world <laughs> at all, constantly, you know. And so you can definitely enjoy things in that manner. So good, yeah, good, yeah. wonderful. So, is there anything that you wanted to touch on that we haven't really discussed during? Not really. I mean, I've I've told I've I've said everything um, that I think I need to say. I would just say that having a cost consultant is really important you may not think it at the time um but ultimately uh, those are the people that are in charge of of your money so and you want to make sure that you're getting value for money so although they may seem really expensive they may save it for you in the long run yeah yeah when you say expensive is there a percentage or something is how well usually Usually consultants' fees in terms of um, architect, project manager, uh, and QS usually come in at around 10% of the, of the construction build, um, sometimes mm-hmm. more. Um, but 
a lot of people think, oh no, well if I can just get the design and I can get someone to project manage it, I can I can deal with the costs. I can, but there is so much oh, more to the cost than yes. you would think. So, like we touched on earlier about uh, just uh, the change management aspect. Um, mm. If you don't have a QS to do it and you're doing it yourself and you just get told yes. that it's going to cost this and you won't get someone to argue argue it for you, then that mm-hmm. that can that can ruin the project. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, you could pay 10, 10% for a consultant or you could pay 40% over what you were intending to pay because everything went wrong exactly. and you didn't have someone there to fight for you. So, yeah. yes, I, I do think it's a fantastic model. Yes. Very much needed in uh, <laughs> like everywhere, you know, I, 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 all I can speak of is you know, where I am and I know that a lot of people would really appreciate services like that. So yes, wonderful. I need to get over well, to America quick, quickly then. <laughs> you do, you do. I mean, very, very quickly, especially <laughs> to Florida. We're just booming so much and there's just so much construction going on. And I've said it before in other episodes, there are about 12 subdivisions going up around just my house. Wow. Yes. So we're talking, um, one and a half mile, two mile radius of where I live. There are mm. about 12 different subdivisions. So, and that's just here. <laughs> and that's it's very, nuts. in a relatively small town compared to, you know, Miami or something. So dude, get on over here as quickly yes. as possible. <laughs> Make <laughs> we'll millions get... and then just go back to Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as it gets to Costa Rica, then I'll come and visit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for taking time to to speak with us and for, you know, just being a a good guest. Very interesting. I I think that um, you're going to be incredibly successful and at the same time, you're going to be able to relax quite a bit, which is what life really is about and what it's taught us and what we've learned over, you know, the last year and a half that it's important to also live and enjoy that because that's really what it's all about. So Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're going to put Jamie's information on our description and on all all of our social media so that you can get in touch with him if you have a project anywhere in the world and you need someone to oversee it, to control your costs, and to be an advocate for you uh, so that your project goes seamlessly and on budget, which, I mean, that sounds like a dream. So thank you, Jamie. And until next time, have a great one, everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. If you like what you hear and want to learn more about real estate and hear the occasional funny story, then hit that subscribe button right now. And if you know of someone who'd benefit from listening, then tell them to subscribe too, or else they may feel a little left out. For questions, topic suggestions, or nice comments, send an email to Anna at SegwayRE.com. We can also connect on Facebook at SegwayRE. Thanks for listening as we bring you a new way of doing real estate. Bye!